Hello there and welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. I am your host, Lola, aka Ola <laughs> Lola. Oh my gosh, forgive me. I was having a brain fart. But anyways, almost forgot my own name. I'm here too. Yes, I am accompanied by the lovely mister. I hope you've been joining in to these past few episodes. I've had the wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be collaborating with such wonderful and accomplished people um my previous episode with dr shanika brown or soon to be dr shanika brown um also known as dear brown girl seven she is a children's author with two books with one on the way she's really fabulous it was a great conversation to share to have with her and if you haven't listened to it via the podcast then just hop on youtube punch in this black girl podcast and you can watch us there chat it out share the joy and just kind of pick her brain and get to know her better. Um, but with that being said, what we have been picking apart this past Lord, it was it like two weeks. It's been plaguing our house. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we, we, okay. I, I'm going to speak for myself. I, I love reality TV. I love a good messy situation. Okay, like, as much as I know sometimes reality TV does not promote the most popular stereotypes of groups and people in general, including black women, I love a good mess. Uh, Yeah, I will confirm that I also love a good reality TV show. Yeah, what was was your favorite normally? My favorite, uh, previously, I haven't tuned in for a long time, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yo, Gordon I love, love him. some Hell's Kitchen. I love. Him. I was big into cooking shows. I don't know why. When I was growing up, I always used to watch Food Network. Mm-hmm. So like Top Chef, amazing. Yeah. Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. Like a show that's more about drama than cooking. It's great. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. I will never get over. I don't even know if this is real or if it's just meme. But, like, I think it was a meme, but of Gordon Ramsay just yeah, hurling insults at, like, the chefs. And one of them, he was like, the soup is dry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, this is genuine belly laughter. It takes me out every single time. It takes me out, brings a tear to my eye. It is, like, the most quintessential inside joke. I think my it was, it was before it was between me and my brother at first yeah yeah where we just look at each other and we'd be like the soup is dry just cause like lamb sauce how how does that happen but yeah okay so yours yours was Hell's Kitchen I did enjoy Hell's Kitchen growing up but um yeah I'll, I'll say that um yeah. Usually, I gravitate more towards, like, competition-based reality shows. I never kept up with the Kardashians. Oh, neither did I. You know? Yeah, like, I don't know. Keeping up with the Kardashians, that was never my bag. But, um, I... What did I used to... I used to watch Bad Girls Club. So, like, religiously. Honestly, I I will say from the bottom of my soul, the Claremont twins are icons for taking out that show got the fucking producers in the juggler and cut them off at the knees i love i love those bitches they know it they know it and and here's and here's something you learn when you watch when you watch reality tv for a while the true villains are always the producers bro okay every single time the true villains are the producers okay so so we're gonna get into the meat and the potatoes all right so with that being said us having our own like you know things that we liked and whatever 
we have, as a couple, gotten into watching segment and recap clips because <laughs> we never really watched the whole episodes until we, recently. Okay? We didn't really want to give Discovery money like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, now they do. They have just a tiny bit of my money. But we got into watching 90 Day Fiance. And, like, I used to watch it because before, because, I don't know, our generation, we don't have cable. Everything's online. I used to watch 90 Day Fiance when it was on cable. If, like, I would be at, like, I don't know, my mom's house or something. Like, she yeah. still has cable. But I was never really super into it until, like, maybe the past few seasons where, like, some of these couples were just fucking wild, bro. I mean, it's it feels like they learned pretty quickly that the wilder the couple, the more views they get. And True. They've especially... kind of been chasing that from now on. To the <laughs> point of maybe even having a fake relationship. Oh my god. <laughs> like, well, because a lot of people do reactionary uh, con- like, I guess content and commentary on the shows. Uh, right? <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> a la us. Yeah, we're but... doing that. And we're, we're selling out too now. No, because you know why? I'm I'm not I'm not no sellout, okay? I have no there's nothing for me to gain speaking my truth on what I'm being on what I'm observing and I am slightly offended that the producers think I'm that dumb when watching <laughs> this. Like don't show me a completely alternate reality of a situation and then try to act like it's something that is not. And if they want to hit me up and have me brought in as a reunion final boss, to really come at their head tops, they're more than welcome to if the check is right. But with that, not a sellout though. No, because I haven't gotten paid. I can't. I can't be a sellout if I haven't gotten paid. I, call me a sellout when I have that check from the Learning Channel. Until I do, I'm not a sellout. <laughs> but um, with that being said, I guess we're gonna do like our own kind of like little breakdown recap thoughts thoughts of like the whole the past recent cast of I guess of 90 of 90 day fiance specifically before the 90 days because they have like different versions of the show they have like there's the spin-off original, series now yeah. yeah they have the original 90 day fiance they have 90 day the other way where the American out of the couple goes to the foreign country they have the single life they have happily ever after they have they have all types they have all flavors and, and layers okay so we've been watching 90 day fiance before the 90 days and there is a whole bunch of couples one american one and i hate using the term foreigner but one from a non-american country i'm going to i'm going to use that because it is what it is. Um, and we're just going to talk about, like, I guess, our, fam- our favorite couples, our less than favorite couples. We're going to just just give our own micro-analysis of each couple. I mean, I won't even say of each couple, because honestly, I don't know if I like any of the couples. <laughs> but I like, some of the, the I like some of the individuals. Okay, fair. All right. All right, all right, all right. So, okay. So, I guess we will start with... Um, our first couple is Memphis and Hamza. So Memphis is from like Michigan. Hamza is from the country of Tunisia. Um, she goes over there, spends two weeks with him. Within the two weeks, 
they get married and she's apparently pregnant. Which which people which, have pointed out and I agree. Little suspicious. Little I'm just saying. Suspicious. I'm just saying. That that's that sounds a little too perfect. And like their whole um I guess their whole story arc or whatever was like obviously um issues with communication due to them speaking different languages. Cultural um, clash stuff. Yeah, cultural clash stuff. Um the the mom and the sister not quite, you know being so into them at first and growing to love them. Um, you know, for the most part, it seems like it ends on a positive note. Memphis discloses that she's pregnant. Hamza's like, oh my gosh, and and Allah, like, everyone's very happy. Everyone's very excited. They, like, she moves back to the U.S. She goes back to the U.S., applies for a visa. He gets the visa. He comes to the U.S. They have their baby but we don't really, that, like that's literally all we know because yeah that's uh, all they really show on the show yeah during the tell-all apparently allegedly Memphis was sick so she left and Hamza I guess you know with his uh, English or not even I can't say being so limited non-existent he had to have a translator on the show yes uh, I don't think he really had the opportunity to really understand enough of the situation to comment on everything but when he did <laughs> but when he did he told nothing but facts yeah I, like I said <laughs> I don't really like any of the couples but Hamza's great I, I'm a big fan of Hamza Hamza's that man he's, he's pretty he's pretty good he's, I, I'm a he's, fan he's, he's top guy right now okay he's top guy top H- man him top and man. Emperor Johnny because he's more oh, than a king yo facts shout out to your wet sock shout oh out to wet sock Okay, anyways, so we're gonna move on to the next one though. Next one, Gino and Jasmine. Okay, Gino is like this 50 something year old man. He's dating this 30 something year old woman who they met on a, which we found out during the tell all, they met on a Sugar Baby website that Jasmine tries to pretend she doesn't know what that is. I also wanna clarify that Gino's a bit of a man child. Not just a man, man child. I mean, yes, okay. He's insecure, he doesn't know how to cook for himself. He's go. He doesn't know how to date, so he's on sugar baby sites. Right, right. He, he's um, uh, relationship inept, so to speak. He doesn't have kids. He hasn't been married before. He 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 wants to be in love with somebody, but doesn't. He struggles. He fumbles. Jasmine is um very passionate. I'm gonna put it that. A lot of people use the word crazy. Um, psycho even. Trump traumatized. I previously would, traumatized. I will say traumatized and passionate. That's the terms I'd like to use for Jasmine. Because she, she she's a little intense. You know, like she she's very uh dramatic in her reactions, especially when she's like offended. She <laughs> she she is a problematic fave. Yes, I will say. Yes, definitely, definitely a problematic fave because like she like she freaks out, but she, like half the time she has a reason to freak out. She no, just, and the no, other no, half no. she doesn't. <laughs> like that's the problem. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I think she has a reason to freak out, but she'll see a situation that should have a reaction of a two and take it to a twenty on a scale of a ten. Well, you know, honestly, I think especially, you know, it's it's revealed throughout the show, and they, it comes up again in the tell-all that Gino has a bad habit of messaging women, yeah, and being messy with women, 
Oh. But before then, I she was making a lot of demands of him that I honestly really thought overstepped the line. Like, to the point of, like, snatching this man's phone to check his messages, demanding that she's the picture on the front and back, uh, forcing him to turn the phone around when he's just talking to a barista. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why'd you ask her what her name is? Who cares what's her name? Um, excuse me. It's polite, guy. Like, he's trying right? to be nice. Yeah, like, there was there was a lot of things that she definitely reached for that it was like, girl, you didn't, you didn't need like, to do all Like I that. said, she's got her trauma, and she definitely gets triggered a lot by it. Yeah, she projects a lot. Definitely. Yes. She's very insecure, and she projects a lot. But it also doesn't help that Gino's the kind of man that feeds into her securities a million percent. Fuck, Because then he's going around doing dumbass shit. Like, yeah, yeah. People. Well, not even that his problem is... I, okay, this is my whole thing. As a big, big, grown-ass man, okay? At your big, big age, you're in your 50s, dog, okay? You are, like, two steps away from receiving Social Security. That's how old you are. The fact that you are tiptoeing and holding your bladder, like you're gonna piss yourself, lying constantly to this woman like she's mommy that's gonna spank you, that is a, that is a fucking problem. The fact that, like, I understand she's very um explosive with her reactions and whatnot, but like, I'm surprised he hasn't learned that like just lying about it is like ten times worse than just admitting it and admitting it and then just getting the little slap on the hand from her the little yeah, freak like, out moment from her you I know? think I think that she oversteps her bounds a lot but also if you're Gino and you want to be in this relationship with her yeah maybe you shouldn't do stuff so much that triggers the fuck out of her well and, and here's like the thing. just as an just just to be just as a solid as a be as a nice to your partner maybe you just like shouldn't do stuff that sets them off well and here's the thing I am I had a friendship with someone where I had that realization like bro if I feel like I have to tiptoe around them to spare their feelings because of these ex- these like big reactive um like reactions and feelings and stuff like that then like I can't be a good friend to that person right you know like I can't be good to you if I have to tiptoe around you and not give you the honesty that you deserve so like I have to fucking bow out because it showed me like as much as I'm, I'm trying to be a good friend or a good person by oh I want to spare your feelings I'm not being a good friend by doing that yeah and honestly that's kind of the read I get on the relationship in general which is like I, I want to say like 80% but maybe it's more like 60% of the time they're like actually cute together and they seem to get along and yeah. like similar sense of humor yeah but like both of them just do stuff that makes each other drastically uncomfortable for sure for sure because that's the thing I was gonna say like they're weird but they're like cute weird with each other but when it gets messy it gets really uh, yeah, messy they're, they're cute weird until they're not cute weird because <laughs> there's also stuff like you know as much as Jasmine is also as much as uh Gino is going around here being sketchy to the girls. Jasmine is uh, is like fucking sketchy as hell with Gino's money, and makes a lot of demands on him. Like that it's is really true, funny yeah. that in the tell-all she kind of denies knowing what a sugar baby is because she oh, certainly yeah. fucking acts like one. Yeah, she fucking skates over that triple sow cows. But then again, she probably been been okay. I don't want to say something that that that's, that could be perceived as derogatory or assumption. It would be not surprising if allegedly Jasmine had been around the block knows what to do but I'm just, I'm just knows how to run a business yes yeah. <laughs> great analogy love you babe um, yeah 
I just, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that she does. I just wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. That's all. Um, with that being said, though, on the tell-out, Jasmine was speaking nothing but facts, takes crazy to know crazy, and I love her. Despite her, like you said, she's a problematic fave. Problematic fave. Yeah. Um, like, I'm, I am probably too sympathetic to people. Gino, I need to be draining your balls. It's not fair. I'm, I'm vegan. vegan, but I need your meat. I was Ga- I, I was gagged. I was like, girl, you're really saying this on national TV? You are you are serious. Bro, I get it, though, you because she bitch. thought she was going to be getting laid twice a day, and she got one in one month. I mean, if, if that's one in true. One month. And, yeah, she that's caught the, and she caught the man jerking off, and it's like, why not do it for me? And, like, don't, don't get me wrong. When I first heard this, I was a little more sympathetic to Gino because I'll be honest, as a guy... Sometimes you just want to clean the pipes. You just want to shake one out, not go through the pageantry, not go through the work. It's what it is. Yeah. But bro, one month? Like, I'm sorry. Like, this gets to the point where it's like, you're just not being a good partner. Like, I understand if your sex drives are mismatched, but you should. She even says herself, like, if you want to jerk off, jerk off with me. Like, Well, you... that's what I was going to say. She's a real one for that because it's yeah. like, that's how you know she was just genuinely upset and felt left out you know because you can tell that she's the type of person where like that sexual intimacy kind of validates her so it's like you're doing these intimate acts even if it's to yourself but by yourself she feels left out yeah so it's like but okay we need to move on to um ella and Emperor Johnny, okay? We don't even call him King around here. This man's hate emperor. this couple. Okay, they are probably, hands down, the worst. No, no, they're not the worst. Almost the worst couple, okay? Um, so, Ella is from, I don't know, mid, mid, mid-US somewhere? Bible Belt somewhere. Rust somewhere, Belt somewhere yeah. on a farm. She, her family works on a farm. Apparently are big out there, whatever. Johnny is... business pays good if you can get into it. True. Johnny um, was a, um, I guess, decent to high-earning businessman. He had some kind of job. And they met each other on a Facebook sort of dating interest group. I I straight up call... I'm calling it a fetish site. Or fetish circle. Fetish page. Fetish chat room. Yeah, you're not wrong. Because it was like American women... Asian men I I think it's a little bit more specific than that but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break that down right now well we can we can definitely get into that for Ella it is definitely a fetish thing because the girl loves anime and is like I'm dating a Chinese man because that's the same thing bro right (laughs) bro okay I've most of my life I have witnessed you know actually no way I want you guys to do an exercise with me. I want you to close your eyes and think of every type of stereotypical white woman that you see, um, not usually, not all the time dating, but most times that you see portrayed dating a black man. And that's exactly what Ella gives me, except for you take away the black man and you replace it with an Asian man. Like, I didn't know the fetishizing would be so across the board. 
It was like literally so one dimensional, so fake. You see this girl with her fucking party city wigs saying, I'm Naruto, hitting a fucking dummy in her front yard like a Bro, big ass fucking loser. She okay? showed up unleashing her bankai. Like, oh come on. My God, like I was cringing from the inside out because it's like, I like anime. I like Naruto anime too. It's good. So it's like to see somebody just so super. Like I'm not saying you need to be a stan and know every episode and the plot lines inside and out, every character and all of that shit. But like her quote unquote love is so superficial, so one dimensional. I feel like she doesn't even read manga. She only goes online and Bro. watches hentai. Like Bro. literally, Do- doesn't even watch dub. Just yeah. only watches dubs. Yeah, only, only watches dubs. dubs. Yeah, watches dubs, not subs. Because she can't bother to read everything. Like, it just gives so, so superficial. And it it makes sense hearing the other rumors that she's tried to be on 90 Day Fiance three times with three different men. Woof. It makes sense. Because apparently the first guy, he was Indian. He doesn't fit her, her anime stereotype. Okay? And then the second one was a catfish. And now she's with her Asian prince, quote unquote, and now she has this super high intense anime fetish. Well, it also makes sense why she was so intense about having Johnny come, right? Because if this is her third time trying, yeah, they're probably gonna be like, "Not nah, girl." If you and can. they did, and she's afraid of not getting put onto the show. She's afraid of getting cut from the air. Probably. Like honestly, I really think so. Like it makes sense to me. Like she's. She really wants to be e-famous or whatever, a reality TV star, and she right. really wanted to be on TV. And then they let her on there because she's crying and problematic and messy as fuck. Bro, the message. She was a producer's wet dream. Oh my gosh, right? literally. She is a producer's wet dream. And this girl, nothing that went her way. You literally saw her sit down roll her eyes in the back of her head and force herself to cry. That's something I see in a child. Like, literally. Like, that's a, that's something kiddo in there would and do. <laughs> literally, literally forcing herself to cry because people are like, I think it's a bad thing that you cheated on this guy who's, like, pretty fucking stand-up and maybe, like, Bro, the best guy on the entire not show. Even that, not even that. Before that, when he was like, look... The pandemic, like, if people aren't aware, China's restrictions have been so, like, I, I don't want to say it's the gold standard in the world, but it's definitely, they don't, they're not playing with this, with the fucking pandemic. Yeah, they're we, not, they're not. We had the free, we had the, the flu trucks clan, the freedom convoy here in Canada protesting the lockdowns. China had actual lockdowns. In China, you couldn't go out of your house unless you wanted to buy groceries once a week. No, no, we didn't you, no what that do you shit mean? Here. What do you mean? You couldn't leave your house to buy groceries. They shipped the groceries to you. What? So, they, yeah. they, they, no, like they were not playing. They sent their fucking people care packages so you didn't have to leave your house with watered bottles, snacks, food, everything people was People getting itemized. locked in restaurants? I heard about that. Yo, too. people were getting arrested if they found you on the fucking street, bro. So, and she's there crying, you, you don't want to come and see me. I mean, why don't you want to see me? Like, I wanted he, to punch and, this bitch in the face the whole fucking season, and this bro. And ma- this man already quit his job? This man was willing to quit his job, leave his picnic, leave his fucking child, and his aging his aging parents his he was gonna leave his child with his aging parents quit his job and they have to live off of his fucking savings bro while he went across 
the fucking pond for this bitch. This bitch who couldn't even wear a fucking proper wig. Party City wig. <laughs> with no fucking front line. Like, Can't even go on YouTube and learn how to brush it out. Oh my gosh, this fucking unbrushed wig and the shit costume. Talk about, oh, he not, I can't wait till he plays with my tets. Like, oh, like, I'm, I'm still cringing. I have, like, I, y'all don't know, I don't like to say that I hate people, but I can't stand her. I can't stand her. And if I could cuss her in real life, I really would. Without hesitation. Yeah, seriously. Like, like you said, on top of everything, on top of the fact he was willing to do so much and just asked her to wait, she cheats on him? Because my love language is touch. And the thing that's so shitty about it is they, again, like the big reveal, again, producers, producers, man, producers are the real evil. But the producers wait and they bring up that she ended up seeing or having another dude fly out, says nothing happened or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, you can't in one side of your mouth say that you can't blame me for cheating because, like, I was just totally subject to my whims. I had no control over my sexual desires. But then also be, like, totally fine that somebody came over who you met on the same chat room that you met your current boyfriend. Right. Who flew out to see you on your birthday to make you happy on your birthday and it's like you and you have him sleep in your spare bedroom and all of this is not a temptation for you i'm sorry when you're so weak that you can succumb to adult to adulterous temptation from cuddling from cuddling with your friend yeah yeah trust me on no like honestly she she's just so fucking problematic and such a mess and i hate to even stereotype men but if you are in a fetish group chat, Facebook group, whatever the hell that was, I do, I seriously doubt the, the possibilities maybe 0.0000000005% that a person who you met on a fetish group is going to fly across the country or fly from wherever to come sleep in your fucking guest bed on your birthday. And expect to not get any. Like, let's be real. Honestly, Bro, I don't even want I don't even want to put it on the fitness chat groups. I'm saying, like, if these guys met in World of Warcraft and this happened, I'd be like, oh, he was coming out to try to get some. Bro. 100%. I'm t- trust me, back in the day, I had some, a man had propositioned me. He was from Colorado, okay? He was from Colorado. He wanted to fly me from Toronto to Colorado to go spend like a weekend with him. I think it was like a long weekend. He was going to give me $3,000 to hang out with him and smoke weed. I said no, because I know he's going to want to fuck me. And if you saw his face, you wouldn't want to fuck him either. Like, I just, I don't know. And and the most, the, the, the wildest thing about this is when they leave, Ella's like, yeah, our relationship is great. We've got one of the best relationships. Oh, like, Hobbs is sitting in the corner getting everything translated to him, just sipping on water, minding his own business, and she's like, oh, our relationship is the best one. Guy. Yeah, please. And pigs can fly. Okay, we, we should skip We should skip to the next I one. I could though. drag this woman all day. Anyways, yeah, you're right. No, no, no next The one, next, next, okay. Next no, no, one. No, no. You we don't want to do that no, one? No, no, we should say, we should say the okay. last. Okay, they are pretty messy. All right, so we already talked about Dina and Jasmine. Next week, Usman and Kimbali. Um, okay, so if you guys aren't familiar with Usman, um, he goes by the stage name Soja Boy. 
Um, He's from Nigeria. He is a rapper and a musician. He was on a previous season of 90 Day Fiance with his wife, uh, who was also an American, who is much older than him, um, Lisa, baby girl Lisa. And that relationship fell apart, didn't work, they mash up. But now he's back with a potential called Kimbali who was a fan of his from 90 Day Fiance, was talking to him for over a year and a half, flew to Tanzania because he was filming a music video there and spent like three weeks with him. And at the end of the three weeks, they were claimed to be boyfriend-girlfriend. And then she went back to the States. Bro, and the funny thing is, literally flew out to film a video that he wrote for another woman and is currently making the video. Oh, yeah, that mess. Bro, Usman is such a scammer. This guy... (laughs) Literally, I'm expecting his email handle to call him a prince. Bro, I'm telling... Okay, so obviously, like, Usman is very... I, I don't know if people are just delusional, but he's very transparent that he's on the show for his career. Yeah. To expand his career, expand his brand. He can say, like, television star as well and, as musician, whatever. And let's be honest, it worked. Like, I don't have a good opinion of him, but I'm sure people were curious and listened to his music just because oh, yeah, they're sure like, who's this streams. scumbag? Like, I'm sure you got some streams on Spotify. You know? So, this woman, Kimberly, she's 51. She has uh, grown children, and you know she's she seems pretty stable, and she's very very attracted to Usman. Girl, like the moment she hit she hit hit the ground running, she was like, I can't wait to touch him. I can't wait to have sex with him. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be amazing. And like she like she started off thirsty. Okay, she was ready to be all over him. She brought this man a PS5 and a MacBook Pro. I was like, shit, the MacBook Pro. Okay, the PS5 is one thing, but because but, I'm like, okay, that's 500 US dollars. That's also pretty steep. But then I saw the MacBook Pro and I was like, and the MacBook Pro? Nah, you should have given that shit after he slept with you. Bro, like, like, seriously. Like, and I hate to sound like that because that that's so problematic. But, but that's how Usman treats her. So just, but, it's a two-way street. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This man just had the biggest grin when he saw that shit and ran back to his hotel room. He's like, oh, thank you. You're so generous. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is so great. Okay, I'm going to go to sleep now. I have to record my video. Bye. I just cut. And, I, and she's looking like, what? Because she thought the presence was going to, she was going to get, you know, give up Invited some pussy. Up. For getting the presents, and she gave the presents, and her pussy didn't get no present, and she was shook. And we weren't shook because we know why would you give this man this shit for no reason, you know? But I digress. She, unlike some people on the cast, she didn't ask for it back. She let him keep it out of the kindness of her heart because she did it with good intention. So. I let that slide for Kimbali. But, um... And, and honestly, outside of this relationship, Kimberly yeah. seems pretty alright. Yo, the mo- It's weird. She, like, outside of the relationship, she seems like she has such a fucking good head on her shoulders. Yeah, seriously. And then you put her with Usman and she goes stupid. And it's... Well, <laughs> thirst does bad things to people. I'm I just guess. saying. Like, really, really and truly. Like, I know men get a lot, like, stereotypically, men get a lot of, like, oh, you only think with your dick. Bro, there's a lot of girls that only think about getting off too. Facts. 100%. Like, 
she booked the, the honeymoon suite, hoping to get him in there. And like to her to her credit, they eventually consummated the relationship and they had sex. So she was very, very happy. Um, but you could tell she was very thirsty, very, very thirsty. Um the one thing though I will I will rate her for is like before because he was being very wishy-washy very I don't know maybe I don't know your potential I'm unsure I'm this is this and she was just like look I can't keep doing this and I'm willing to leave yeah. that's the one thing I will rate her for she wasn't trying to beg him beg him and buy him more stuff and do stuff she was trying to do her best and he was wishy-washy and she was like look if this isn't working for you like I need to go because I'm not going to be dragged around and so he kind of like ponied up and was like all right, fine. Which, honestly, half the men on this show could uh, learn a thing or two about. Mm-hmm. To be 100% honest. Yeah. But then he went and called his ex, apparently after she left after she left Tanzania, embarrassed her on national television, talking about, oh, is there still love there? Could you do this? Yeah, clearly trying to get back together with his ex. Yeah. And then the scummy thing is he comes out later and he's like, oh, I didn't cheat. And it's like, yeah, I guess technically you didn't, like cheat because you didn't physically touch this girl yeah but like you're clearly trying to keep kimberly in the back pocket and you want to get to well back yeah because he PS. wants to get the ps6 and the newest macbook pro afterwards and stuff and it just Bro. like and at first it was bad because like when he had his first wife my the question in the back of my head was like is he just like exploiting these desperate women or is he just into older white women because that's also a thing you know but then after seeing Zara, who the woman she he called and said like, oh, she's always had a place in my heart. I really have love for her, blah, blah, blah. Literally the music video he's out there filming is written for her. Right, yeah, exactly. So, so it's like, it shows me that like if he's, cause he doesn't talk about Kimberly the way he talks about Zara. Like it's very different. Yeah. And like his previous wife and Kimberly are like older white women. Um, I don't want to say that they're not, that they're unattractive. The first wife, she was unattractive. No tea, no shade. But, like, Kimberly, she's, like, okay for her age. But you can tell, like, she's older. She's not as, you know, as shapely as the young girls and whatnot, whatever. She's 50 and she she doesn't look like Madonna, who's also 50. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. You know, and then you see Zara uh, and she's, like, you know, she's black. She's very young. She's, like, in her... Um, in her I think she's in her 20s so she's like she's young black curvaceous looks nothing like the women he claims to be attracted to so or that he claims to be with which kind of like at least to me raises some red flags you know puts put some has some leaves some uh room for questioning so to speak yeah it's a little sussy I will say that uh, the first season with Usman is a little bit yeah it's a little bit before my time so I don't know too much about him and his previous relationship um, but uh, you know he seems like a real piece of shit to be honest <laughs> like I, I won't skip around it like, yeah I, I, I think Kimberly seems pretty okay yeah, her son is such a sweetheart, yeah, bro. Like her son was her son sweet. was there because like they obviously because TLC is messy. They exposed during the tell-all that Usman spoke to his ex-girlfriend, uh, um, you know, after allegedly after 
uh, Kim had left and it obviously embarrassed her, made her look and feel stupid. So she walked off, took a breather, came back and said she's going to address this not on the show, which is good. You know, stop, stop giving producers content to edit. So good yeah, for her. Honestly, again, one of the reasons why you're like, oh, why is, why does this girl seem so level headed? Cause like not giving the producers drama is the right move to do yeah, 100%. For sure. For sure. Um, but we're going to move on. So the next couple was Ben and Mahog- and Mahogany. Mahogany. Because <laughs> apparently her name's, her name's Mahogany, but apparently you're not supposed to pronounce it that way. You're supposed to be like, Mo, like Mahogany, apparently. Um, she, that... Uh, okay. this, this, first of all, this couple is so awkward and so cringe that... There are many, many theories on the internet that they're both just actors for TLC that, yeah, and they're like not bad, real. Like, D-list actors. Okay, so Ben is a 52-year-old white man from like you know Central America. Um, he apparently used to be part of a cult, and he has like left the cult, divorced his wife, left and abandoned his children. <laughs> I don't know if he's really left the cult as much as he's changed the flavor of the cult. Bro, I'll, I'll be 100% honest. What? I think he started his own cult. That's what I think. But now he's pursuing this woman, Mo Gauni or whatever, um, who is 22. So she's 30 years younger than he is. Literally, literally the age of some of his children. Yes. Okay. So, so she's the same age as one of his, his children. She lives in Peru, allegedly, and he flies to Peru to meet her after talking for only three weeks via WhatsApp, okay? Um, they had never FaceTimed. They, um, um, I think maybe had a couple phone calls. He never, he never saw her face unfiltered. Yeah, all the pictures he ever got were heavily, heavily filtered, um, and not like on the fly or whatever and even after she said I don't think it's a good idea to come to Peru he still picked up and flew there um and then he got <laughs> ghosted for two days and then she eventually showed up and when you saw her you saw like oh okay she definitely definitely lives on Facetune um cause she Bro, looks yeah. so different from her photos She's and she's not like she was a pretty tol- sketchy herself. It's not a total catfish because I'll say that like she's still pretty, but no, she does pretty, not look the same. But that's what I'm saying. She's pretty, but she's still a catfish because she doesn't look like her photos. That's true. That's you true. know, so like that. There's that, but like at first, it made it seem like she was the sketchy one because like you know her pictures are heavily filtered. Apparently, she she um was loaned by Ben a thousand dollars for some unknown reason. And like when he went to Peru, and he told her, she, he told her, "Hey, I'm in Peru to come see you." She never showed up. And and, <laughs> and let's put on another important tertiary point that the TLC producers, for some reason, just don't like their foreign people as much as they like their American people. Oh, of course. I don't ask me why, but it just it seems to constantly be the case. Oh my gosh! Like the whole thing, the whole thing is a whole fucking fucking mess. Uh, honest and honestly, Ben is probably like a very close second behind Ella for my least favorite person oh, on this show. Honestly, I feel like he thinks he's some weird supervillain. Like 
he thinks he's so cool and he's actually like one of the cringiest men on the entire planet. He has this like weird mushy like four pack that he keeps trying to show off. <sighs> like God. like like how you have a whole chest and no arms. It's cuz he it's cuz he needs to show you his heart. I need to show you oh my, my heart. I'm fucking cringing, bro. And then he was trying to flip it because like okay, and this is where I'm like, okay, Mahogany's not dumb. She she actually knew what she was doing because she admitted on the tell-all. She's like, yeah, I lied about my age because I was talking to somebody online. I'm not just going to give them all of my personal information. And I'm like, yeah, that's common sense. Yeah. Like, you know, to maybe not use your real name and age and stuff like that when t- speaking to a stranger. And, and, to, and to be fair, like, I feel like she's kind of getting, again, a bad rap. But, like, look at it from her perspective. Like... She's online. She's talking to this maybe kind of sketchy dude. He's like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, he's a simp, so he gives her money. But Great. Not even that. I would love we that. Li- we li- yeah, go, but, go. But I was going to say, like, but also, he's like, three weeks later, I want to come see you. And you're like, no. And then the next thing you know, he's like, I'm here. Yeah, he's like, LOL, JK, I'm here. Like, yeah, like it's what? Just, it, like, no, and this is the thing. Like, we live in a world where women are like can be killed for saying no yeah so sure. so when he's saying like oh well she said i love you back and stuff and it's like yeah because she's scared as hell considering you were able to just pick up out of nowhere hop on a plane and fucking start stalking her yeah i would tell you i love you too to keep your ass at home yeah seriously you know so it's like i i, I kind of get where mahogany's whole mindset came from like yeah I, i'm you know? just saying like i feel like she got rushed into this and especially because it was revealed at the end that like uh, during the tell-all that like there were parts of the show that they put that they aired out that like they did not get her consent for she did not want to be on the show she did not want to have cameras and cameras were still there filming right right there was, so she like was, she right, really she, got whirlwind into this she situation was very much so pushed into this yeah. Yeah. So, like, like I kind of have um, I, I a just, lot of sympathy for her. I have more sympathy for her weirdness and sketchiness. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. I wholeheartedly agree. And also, like, man's just some fuck. He's just so fucking weird. Like, he's going on the tell talking about like, oh, uh, men are like lions and women are like gazelles. And it's like, bro, you're, you're like, I don't know why you're trying to talk like you're an alpha male. You're literally a simp for a girl you met three weeks ago. Well, three months ago. Sorry, three months ago. Like, yeah. it's not even been a year, bro. Yeah, she you... never sewed you her face. Yeah, he, like, and you dropped a rack on a girl simping. that you've never seen. You've never seen in real life like, until God, go, just now. Go spend $1,000 on your children, please. Uh, right? Please. Like, and it's so, it's so weird and so cringe because he's, like, trying to get his kids approval. Not even like, that. What's so cringe and so weird to me is this man literally is saying on national TV about how, oh, I was so unhappy in my marriage. I was so this. I was so that to a woman who bore you three fucking kids only to turn around and be dragged on national TV as if she wasn't devoted to you. It's so, and it's so, and then he's call her and then call her fucking bitter. Oh, she's bitter with how this ended up. Yeah, because you're having a fucking midlife crisis. Because you're coming out here saying you never <laughs> loved her. Yeah. And you guys were married for like 20 years. Yeah. And you're saying that this girl that you're simping for, that you've, you've known never met, for, that you've not even known for a year, not even known for a year. Not even known like, for six months. Is like your true love. Like, she, she's the first girl I've, why did I give her a thousand dollars? She's the first girl I've ever loved. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're fucking clown, bro. You're fucking embarrassing. I'd be so embarrassed. Like, so, like, he he genuinely, he's another one that pissed me off that I would happily cuss, cuss in person. Because the other thing I, I strongly dislike is that he uses and abuses God and the church for everything. And it's like Christians already get so such a bad rap. And I know the actual structure and religion of Christianity has been heavily perversed and abused by other people. So it's like when I see this guy abusing him and and perverting the church for his own personal sexual gain, it's disgusting. Yeah, it honestly gives very strong Christian conservative vibes where he's talking about like, what are men supposed to do? What are women supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. And then it's, and and it's just like, bro, if you just want to go around and be a sugar daddy for some people, just go do it. Like, just go do it. Like, Like, save yourself the trouble. Save yourself the cringe. And then had the nerve to try and drag Kimberly. Oh, you're too aggressive. You wish Mahogany wanted you. She was diving out of cars to freaking avoid you. Bro, the, like, pro- the producers, spoilers for the few, spoilers for the last, the final couple. Right. The producers are literally allowing one of the people to, like, commit domestic abuse and domestic violence, and they were trying to get her to duck away from Ben. Like, did you, did you catch yeah. it? Like, the producers were like, yeah. oh, he's coming, you gotta get in the car. Like, they were trying to save her. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> it's mess. But with that being said, we're gonna get into the last one, okay? Mike and Jimena. So, uh, Mike is a 34-year-old guy from Brooklyn. Um, Jimena is, uh, 24, and I think she's from Colombia. Uh, their, their relationship at first, okay, at first. So many twists and turns in this one. Yes, the producers produced this one real good. Bro, and they're still trying to. They're still trying to. So, it started off very innocent and sweet. You show Mike as, like, this nerdy 30 year old man mid 30 man who lives at home with his, to help his his dad and his grandfather and he plays stays at home playing with his lego and you're like oh he's such a sweet little nerd and he met this beautiful colombian girl online and and honestly much like kimberly yeah the impression i kind of have of mike yeah is that like aside from relationships seems like a nice guy seems like they've got a good head on their shoulders right but like the incel energy is just it's too strong bro at level 3000 okay first it trickles in that like oh yeah i help jimena pay for a few things out there in colombia eclipse to her saying mike helps pay my rent mike bought me this fridge mike bought me this mike bought me this mike 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 so you're like damn the producer's okay. already trying to be like, oh man, she's a gold digger. Right, right. She, the problem is she kind of is a little bit, but that doesn't mean that she deserves all this shit. Okay, irregardless. So you, you see the setup, you're like, okay, he goes to Colombia to see her, meets her children, meets her family. They're also receptive to her, to him, very loving, you know, gets the father's blessing, proposes to her. Everything seems beautiful, okay? And but then, you know, Mike starts farting, tooting. You know, he's and the thing is, not even like it's a random clip where you know two people are hanging out. One person lets it rip by accident. He he, excuse me. Like this man's on top of her, making out with her. His tongue is in her mouth, and he's letting letting it out from the back. And like that sounds disgusting because it is. <laughs> 
and she obviously was very much so turned off and like he would just burp and fart and he would leave clothes all over the place and it was it was a trap to her and I don't blame her for being turned off because it's like if you have your house and you keep your house a certain way and you see somebody coming and mucking it up like I would be resentful too you know and just thinking you have the fucking audacity to just come and muck up my fucking house bro I would be I would be pissed off and turned off you know? For sure. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, I don't want to be like the thing about this relationship, the thing about this relationship with these two people is like they're both very complicated because like part of the thing is too is like I, I wouldn't have called her a little bit of a gold digger if she didn't get back with him. To be 100% honest. No, because for sure, for sure, but because the thing that they always gloss over in this yeah. and it sucks because you can see the producers producing because they're also trying to gloss over Mike's behavior because even in the tall oh, like bro. oh he just farts a little bit it's like no guy like no that's <laughs> sorry no like there's a difference but then also this like, like it, it comes yeah, it, yeah, co- yeah. it comes out uh-huh. over this over the course of the show yeah. that the way that they met even like you know uh well, even okay, more so than uh Gino and Jasmine this girl had an only fans no, or a no, chatterbait no, or some kind yeah, of thing yeah she had like a she worked on a campsite and so she used to do live cam stuff you know get paid get tips and things like this and Mike tried to try to use that against her when they were first fighting he's like oh so what are you gonna do go back to that adult well, work well it proved it kind to me honestly it kind of proves mike's immaturity and his incel energy because yeah. he literally thought he could pretty woman this girl well it's just like here's the thing you're out here dragging her talking about oh you're gonna go back to doing what your adult work or your cam work or your cam modeling acting like you weren't her top customer that's the thing that gets me so fucking pissed and i wish jimena just dropped it like that because that way people can see him for what he is because honestly like i i before before they got back together as revealed in the whole uh tell all reunion thing yeah like the guy literally put her in the situation where she needed to rely on him for money because he was like, I'm going to save you from the cam life or whatever. Yeah, he was and trying just, to financially control just, and dominate her by saying, like, I pay for your whole livelihood. I pay, I put a roof, I put a roof over your head and I help you feed your family. Therefore, you're supposed to do whatever I say. And at I, one point when oh. they're in an argument, literally tells her, well, I'm not going to leave your apartment. Because I pay for it. Oh yeah, I pay for the rent here. By so the way, cameramen, producers everywhere, no one steps in. Yeah, they're wrong as hell for that. No, it's, again, the true, the true villains are the producers. Yeah, they're wrong as hell for that because, like, um, pretty much how this that that whole argument or altercation or issue happens is because, um, is because Jimena breaks up with Mike. Um, as immature as he is, he he tells her, oh, well, you're breaking up with me. Well, I want everything that's in your apartment. I want to take it back with me back to, back to America. (gasps) Bro, you're not bringing no stove with your 5'2 self in your suitcase back to America. Relax. Okay. (laughs) Um, but he's telling, threatening to take back the stuff. And 
this is how this is why I'm like, yo, Jimena's a real bitch. Because this girl said, yeah, go ahead, take it. You can take everything in my fucking apartment. It's fine. I don't want to be with you. And I was like, I love that she called his bluff because the minute she did, he went running. Oh, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I can't be here. And he Bro. runs off like, like, like she she told him like you know that she had fucking breast cancer or something. I don't know. Like, so, like it was just so it was so fucking weird, bro. So weird. And like I hate it because it's like every play from the incel playbook. Because it's like okay, yeah. well I bought you this thing as a gift. Lol, Jk was a caller. Like yeah. And then he's like, oh well, I'm not gonna try to talk to her again before the producers even left Columbia. He's texting her again, saying, I want to pay for you again. Oh yeah, let me at least still pay your rent and support you. Like go, honestly, like I, I, and and thing, this is, is seeing those moments and then seeing the tell all where everyone's like, oh, you're a gold digger, Jimena. They, this was their arrangement. Yeah. This was their arrangement. He said. I want to be with you and take care of you if you quit your job. And she's like, okay. So she's trying to, and and the thing is, it's weird because like some cultures, people don't get married because they love each other. Sometimes people get married to, you know, improve their financial situation, to be able to provide for their families and they figure it out and make it work. Yeah. You know, it's not always... For, for romance and for, for all of that shit. Like, some people marry get married for a purpose. So, for them to be like, oh, she's a gold digger. She's only using you. And it's like... And it's... The thing that gets to me, too, though, is, like, Jasmine sitting right there. Sugar baby Jasmine is sitting right there. Yeah. Mahogany is sitting right there. Yeah. And it honestly feels like they just set her up to be torn down and like it's really honestly like yeah i really don't like that she was portrayed to almost be like the villain of the show when really it was ella because yeah because ella's right there she's yeah right, like she's oh like it was and it's not to say that jimena is some wonderful beautiful woman like she's a beautiful woman but it's like it's not to say that like she's all uh, like a saint or that she's perfect i wouldn't hang out with her i wouldn't i wouldn't smoke with her let's put it that way yeah like she's she's not the most likable person she has some questionable ways but like this this was a very matter of fact thing for her and the fact that she was just asking like bro can you just respect like if you want this to work with us can you at least respect some of my boundaries and Mike couldn't. And then when she's like, okay, well, you keep disrespecting my boundaries and stuff. I don't want to do this with you anymore. And then she come, becomes a villain. Like, it really sucks that it feels like when she did some of the... When she did, honestly, some of the right moves, like the mature moves. Yeah. She was then played off to just be like a bitch. Yeah, she was dragged for it. And I just found it, like, so, so unfair. Because it's not like... Mike left her and she's begging him back and saying like, oh, please give us Bro, another chance and blah, blah, blah. Like, it gives me what happened. It gives me very cringe 80 vibe, 80s vibes where it's like, yeah, but he keeps on asking you out. So just say yes. Oh my like gosh. he keeps on just doggedly pursuing you. So just give him what he wants. And it's like, yeah, but she doesn't want that. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like she was willing to walk away from this whole thing. So I don't know why people are then calling her the gold digger like she was ready to yeah she was ready to give it all up but goodbye so i don't i don't know 
But with that being said, okay, what is your final thoughts? Um, honestly, uh, fuck TLC. I think <laughs> that they do a lot of very mean things, and they set up and they portray people in a lot of very mean ways, so that will rip on them. And it makes me very sad that they exploit like this kind of intimacy for their own crass profit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, like, I'm not a fan of the perpetual xenophobia. Like, you know, America, Canada, and, like, you know, first world Western countries, um, quote-unquote, heavy quote-unquote, like to perpetuate themselves as, oh, we're a melting pot of different cultures and backgrounds, and, and so we come tolerant. together, and we're so tolerant, and we, and we welcome people with open arms, and blah, blah, blah. But then... Unless we don't like you, then you're an immigrant, you're you're a gold digger, you're you're we're foreigner, you're this, you're that, you're this, and I I don't like it. Like there's little bits and pieces that all of them did that I wasn't a fan of. Like even Memphis and Hamza, even though they were like technically the most likable couple on the show, when Memphis first was talking to Hamza, she was talking to him like he, like like he was like mentally delayed, like. Like, baby, can you come over here and give me this shirt? To, I need it. Baby, sign the prenup. <laughs> prenup means you won't take my money if we divorce. Like, like just, just those like little belittling moments of that they do to people. It's just, those ones get under my skin. That and just Ella. Ella just, ugh. Can't stand her. (laughs) Fucking can't stand her. Yeah, honestly, the thing that really got to me on this most recent tell-all and all that and and reunion was just, like, the low-key demonizing of sex work when there's so much intersection between this show in particular and long-distance relationship and sex work. Facts. It just kind of feels like they're picking and choosing who they want to be. Like, I mean, they're producers. That is what they're doing. They're picking and choosing who they want to be, like the good people and the bad people and it's just shitty yeah yeah. it's very entertaining and i like to watch it but it also sucks yeah fair enough it does it does um i don't know we're probably gonna watch the new season of 90 day fiance that's out we're probably gonna talk shit about them too i'm not gonna lie um but let us know your thoughts leave comments send drop a dm with your two cents, what your theories are. Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? If so, let us know. If you don't, it's it's fine. We, we, we don't care either way. Um, if there's a show you want to recommend that I watch and drop some two cents, some tea, whatever about, let me know. I will watch it. We've currently started watching um, The Ultimatum. The Ultimatum. Fuck, that, that show already sounds like it. I watched the first episode and I already know it's a mess waiting to happen. So, um, let us know if you want us to talk about that. Um, but with that being said, I am your host, Lola, aka Ola.miss.lola. I'm joined by the lovely mister. Thank you for joining us for another week. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a wonderful, I don't know, I don't even say have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week until you hear from me next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.